Open your mouth, continue that prayer. Tell God, Father, please let me see you. Let me hear you, O Lord. Let me see you, my Father. Let me hear you, O Lord. Let me see you, my Jesus. Let me hear you, O Lord. Let me see you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we want to thank you for the prayer section. Thank you for everything that you have done. Tonight, Almighty God, we ask, O Lord, that as we enter the third day, just like your servants have asked, please send your word. Glorify your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You may please be seated in his presence. God bless you. Again, I'm going to encourage those of us who are watching online. If peradventure you can't do otherwise, be steadfast. But if I were you, if I have an opportunity, I would be here. Tonight we are looking at a quick walk. The scripture let us understand that it's time for everything. And we looked at yesterday when the Bible tells us that Jesus said the hour is now. So tonight our prayer point is going to be about Lord quicken your work in my life. There can be a prophecy like we read in the book of the same Daniel. When God told him, I have heard your prayer for the Prince of Persia. In the record of heaven, prayer has been answered. They've checked the warehouse. The goods are not there. It's been dispatched. They turned the logbook of the delivery book. It has gone out of the warehouse to say that the goods is going to this house. The goods has not returned back to the warehouse. It has not gotten to where they sent it. So for 21 days, the good was hanging. Now, if that goods was meant to be something that will be used on the first day, it did not meet the requirements again. That can cost life, that can cost destiny. But I pray that your work, your life, your career, your destiny, your business, your ministry will not be delayed a day longer after today in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that you are due for, as the Lord God of heaven live it, you will get it on time. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 8. No, let's, let's read our normal scripture. Sorry. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel 
Daniel chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. And the Bible says, There was, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. He changed the time and the season. He removed kings and set up kings. He gave wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, said to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose underneath the heart, heavens. I pray for somebody hearing the sound of my voice. Your event will not be delayed in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever is supposed to happen to you now, may your season and your timing may he show forth in the name of Jesus. So talking about a quick walk, the topic of tonight, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20. Jeremiah chapter 8. Verse 20. Let's read Message Bible. You know, King James said, the harvest is past. The summer is ended and we are now safe. That's what King James says. But let's look at Message Bible. Go down a little bit. The scripture says in the second, in the third line, that's verse um, 20. He said the crops are in. The summer is over. Third line. The crops are in. The summer is over. But for us, nothing's Change. We are still waiting to be rescued. Crops are in. Summer is over. From the time of planting, we have been expecting a change. While they were clearing the ground, we have been trusting God for breakthrough. They have finished planting. Even the crops that they planted in our face has been harvested. The summer, which is the time of harvest, is even over. And we looked all around us, we still realize nothing has changed. I prophesied to somebody hearing the sound of my voice. No one season will leave you behind in Jesus' name. 
in your planting time, there will be changes. In your harvesting time, there will be changes. No year will be wasted under your life again in the name of Jesus. We didn't hear what I said. When a man is sick in the hospital for one year, whether you like it or not, that one man year is wasted. You are going to pray. Even as you rise up on your feet at this hour, say, Father, until I see you in glory, no year, no months of my life will be wasted again. Can you open your mouth and begin to speak to God? name we are praying. Sorry, I want you to pray that prayer one more time. As I was dressing up, woman was talking to me about somebody. And then when I talked about that person, I said to myself, that person got married. The moment he got married, at a very young age. The moment he got married at a young age, in this London, the husband told him, I am a Muslim. I am going to marry another wife. It's not, you know, it's another thing when you, what did you call, it's not a girlfriend. He didn't say I want to have a girlfriend. And he told him that I will divide sleeping days between you and these people, person. And we all thought it was a joke. In fact, by the time the lady was moving to Nigeria, he moved with the younger wife to Nigeria. So what I concluded in my talk is the fact that the devil wasted the youthful life of that woman. Married, but no benefit. Just wasted the life, just wasted the youthful life. And then at the end of the day, the guy died. Just make a just wasted. So she will remarry because even her youth, she didn't enjoy. That even her youth, she didn't enjoy. So you are going to cry. Hear me, sir. I am going to let you know, so that you know how to pray. Hope you are aware that the period that we left uh, Commonwealth Building, 
if we have not led Commonwealth Building, God could have given us a crowd that we could make the money we are jumping over now, and yet we still have the crowd. But those years are wasted. Those years are wasted. Those years are wasted. Because the church that was already around 400 plus, going to 500, we're now struggling with 100. Those years are wasted, whatever, at, uh, whatever it is that has happened. There is nothing you can do. Nine good years or eight good years. So even if anything happens tomorrow, now we're just gathering them. We're just going to start all over again. Oh, yes, God can bless you. Oh, yes, God can do something new. But then those years are what? Are gone. Tomorrow, we are looking at the quick work today, but we are going, tomorrow we are going to deal with wasted time. I was talking to one of my sons recently. He was telling me about somebody. I said, that's the spirit of a waster. They will just waste everything about you. That's why when you have a friend who, is, who wastes your time, run away. Because once anybody is wasting your time, they are wasting your future. Somebody will just come around you and tell stories of how they fell into gutter, how they came out of gutter. And then tomorrow when it comes again, it's another story. Next tomorrow is another story. So we're going to pray. Until I see you in glory, O Lord. No single time of my life will be wasted again. Can you open your mouth and begin to speak to God? Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You may be seated again. So that scripture says, bring it back. He said, the crop is in. The crops are in. The summer is over. But for us, nothing is changing. Nothing changed. We looked around us, nothing is changing. Nothing changed. He said, Lord, we are still waiting to be rescued. We're still waiting. And you know, when you look at this scripture, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 20, and like we read in... in, in um, King James Version said, the harvest is past. 
Summer is ended. Yet, we are not safe. It seems to contradict Isaiah 65, verse 24. Isaiah 65, verse 24. He said, and it shall come to pass. That before they what? I can't hear you, church. Before they call, what did God say I will do? And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. But then the scripture now says that, he said, sir, this is what you told us. We have been praying, the Lord, before the harvest time come, before we started planting. Let this miracle come into our hand. We have been praying. You said you, you will answer us even before we call. We have called. We have prayed. And yet, it is still not working. I don't know whether there is somebody here who has been calling on a particular matter. And every one of us. Lord, sort this matter out. In fact, you have done all manners of prayer and you are wondering what again? Not because you don't know how to pray, but because you don't really even, you are, you are not even sure of your prayer life anymore. But then, I have the good news for somebody here tonight. Romans chapter 8, verse 20. Romans chapter 9, verse 28. Romans chapter 9. Please, everybody, let's read together. Because this is the cause of our message, our, our prayer tonight. He said, for he will what? He will finish the work. And he will cut it short in righteousness. Why? Because a short walk with the Lord make upon the heart. Yes, hallelujah. Because why? Before now you have been waiting for the crops to come in. So that means that something has started. But you have not seen the result. But God is saying to you and I, that whatever the hand of Zerubbabel started, I don't know about you, whatever the hand of Shegun Kingsley started, the hand of Shegun Kingsley will finish it. Because Bible said, he said, he will finish the work. Now, not only will he finish the work, Bible said, he will cut it short. So that means that if the work is meant, if the project is meant to be for 12 years, God said, I will finish the project in 12 months. And I will not do a shoddy thing. I will not, I will not do um, a cheating work. I will make it righteous. I will cut it short. But I am going to actually shorten the time. In what? In righteousness. I will fast forward your progress. Amen. I won't fast forward your progress by making an unruly way, but I will fast forward your progress in what? In righteousness. I will cause your life to prosper. 
quicker than you expected, quicker than you want. But I will not make your life to prosper in a jeopardy way. I will cut it short in what? In righteousness. And the Bible said, the reason why this one will happen is because a short work will the Lord do. And a classic example was, was, was happening in the Bible, which is going to be your prayer point tonight. And then tomorrow, you will pray that my time will not be delayed again. No more wasted time. No more wasted years. No more wasted days. We'll look at it tomorrow. It's a continuation of today. Those of us who are coming, please, let's keep it. Genesis 24, verse 11 to 13. Then we will begin to pray. And tonight, I would like you to just take a position and go and speak to God. Genesis 24, verse 11. We're going to read to 13. And Bible is talking about Eliezer here. And the Bible said, and he made this camel to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of evening. Even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, oh Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, do what? Can I hear somebody? Can I hear somebody? Can you say it as a prayer? He said, Oh Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. And when you read verse 13, God did grant him speed. So your prayer point today is that, Father, aftermath of this day, whatever I stretch forth my hands to, do what? Grant me speed. Anything. Anything great that I put my foot upon, grant me what? No more will my miracle hold on anymore. This is the prayer of this man. And Bible said, behold, I stand by the well of water and the daughters of the city of the men came out to draw water. Immediately, he said, Lord, whosoever among this one they ask for water. Let's drop a picture down and feed me on my camel. The same is the possible. Because he was going on a journey that had no meaning initially. And you know that if he has to go by looking at time, he will not come back. But he asked God. So, when Bible says that God will cut something short in righteousness, this is a classical example.
I'll show you one more scripture before you pray. John chapter 11. John, the 11th chapter. So you know what you are praying and you know what to pray. John 11, chapter, John chapter 11, verse 1, verse 1, sir. Sorry. Bible said now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary, and they put it in brackets, which anointed the Lord with ointment and wipe his feet with hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his daughter sent unto him, sorry, therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest. Is what? He's sick. You know, this is the bit that I don't like. Bible said when Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God, that the Son of Man might be glorified thereby. You know, I have a bit of understanding of the Bible, and I know that when things like this happen, it's not everybody who gets the end result. And these are the classical example I've called either the victim of battle or victim of war. They are victim of war. The thing was not meant to soak them, but the water overwhelmed them at the junction. Jesus said he's not unto death, but the guy is dead already. Let's go to verse 6, sir. Verse 6. And I will show you a bit of a scripture. Bible says, when he heard therefore that he was sick, what did Jesus do? I can't hear you. Uh, we are talking about Jesus. The one that says in Isaiah 65, verse 24, that before you call, I will answer. Why you are here speaking? So, what has happened here? The Bible said after they told him that Lazarus was sick, he about two days two more. Now, my and Bible said, and he about two days still in the same place where he was. So that means that whatever he's doing at that time, he said, Lazarus, I will come back to you. Let me finish this assignment. And you know, do you know a lot of life? Not that God cannot answer, and I'm going to show you a bit of a scripture from this thing that we read. God wanted to answer, but God is dealing with the matter, and he's asking somebody to hold on. After matter of today, may our matter be paramount to Jesus in Jesus' name. Verse 17, sir. I didn't want to read the whole verse so that I don't waste our time because we are here to pray. Everybody help me to read. 
when he eventually came, he found that he had been laid in where? How many days? You know what amazes me about this scripture? If you go back to verse 1 and 2, sir, there was a special delivery. A certain man was sick, named Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister, Martha. And then they started by writing brackets. It was that Mary which anointed the laws with ointment and wiped his feet with air, whose brother was sick. Pastor Julius, what they are saying is that, you know, we are aware what you are doing in the house of God. Hello? We know all your things. Everyone recognizes it. But it's a different ball game for heaven to honor your time. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? We know you are working. We know you are the one that is it? They describe it. They say, paraventure, the person we are talking about here at church is not an ordinary person. No. This is the same Mary that came to pour ointment on the feet of Jesus and was using his head. And Jesus had to say, leave her alone. The thing that she's done today will be written in memorial for her after I have gone. This is one of the few women who is not the disciples but get her name into the Bible. Just by a singular heart. So, sir, the fact that you work is good. You have to. But God also must honor your person. Because they, they recognize, if as a matter of fact, it was what she did that gave her access to Jesus. Can I hear you, man? The good work that she did, Sma, was what granted her open door. So it's okay, it's right, 100%, 200% to do good unto the household of God. But I'm saying that sometimes this thing have to take a step further. When you go to verse 3, sir, there's another description there. Verse 3, sir. Everybody join me to read. Therefore, his sister who is close to Jesus, who had made a mark with Jesus, who poured oil on Jesus, sent unto him saying, Lord, behold the guy that you what? I can't hear you. Is it me that said it? Who said it? The man who you love. So hear me, sir. Even when God loves you, he still has to honor your time. Do you begin to understand what this time and season is all about? He loves the guy. He loves the sister. They are a good people. They help Jesus. They honor Jesus. But two days from his sickness led to death. If Jesus was not there to call him out of grief, he would die for nothing. But thank God for the power 
that can bring back from grief. So you are going to take a position, whether you want to kneel down, whether you want to sit down, whether you want to stand up. I'm going to lie flat here. So that let my matter become urgent to you. As from this day forward, let my what? No more delay. Before I kneel down, hear me. Before I pray, answer me. Honor, bring your word in Isaiah 65, 24. Bring it to pass. Don't delay me more than any, any minute aftermath of today. Honor time for me until I see you in glory. Go ahead and go and speak to your maker. 